The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a fellow in Eretz Yisrael, and he sells a computer program that he designed. He's a computer programmer, and now he markets that program. What's this program? So it's special software for yeshivas, for mesiftas, to track their students' acceptances, registration, tuition. It's like a whole complete package, exact tailor-made for what a yeshiva mesifta would need to keep track of the many different moving pieces of their students, of their parents, and the finances. And one day, he had a particular new Masifta, a new high school, that was potentially being one of his clients. And he went there to do a demonstration for the Rosh Hashiva, for the fellow that's in charge of acceptances, for the registrar, for the administrator, and he did a demonstration. And he says to them, he says, let me see your list. They had a spreadsheet of the many, many Talmudim that applied, that registered for this particular yeshiva, which was a very difficult yeshiva to get into. They only took a select group of students, but there were hundreds and hundreds. He said, let me see your spreadsheet. And he showed them how he imported one random name from the spreadsheet into the program. And he hit, pushed, clicked on a button that said acceptance. And on the spot, it printed out a beautiful acceptance letter for this student. One of the rebbeim there smiled and he said, it's really funny that you printed out this particular name because we agonized a lot. We should take this Talmud, this student, and we decided not to take him in the end. But it's cute that you printed out. Wow, this is really amazing. And the yeshiva was very inspired and impressed by this, what this program could do for them. They decided to go ahead. A few days later, the yeshiva narrowed down exactly which boys they were accepting and printed out all the acceptance letters for the boys that were accepted, the denial letters for the ones that were not accepted. And the secretary went and she began to put them in envelopes so they can send the letters of acceptance or rejection out. And she's almost finished and she sees that sitting on the desk there is one additional acceptance letter that she hadn't seen before. It wasn't in the stack. Oh, it must have gotten detached. She goes, she gets the address, she sends it to the parents and to let them know that this child was accepted. The parents get the letter a day or two later, and they're ecstatic. They really want their son to get into this yeshiva. Baruch Hashem, he got in, and on the spot, they call the yeshiva to say how excited they are, and they want to make financial arrangements. When the registrar heard these parents, he's like, one second, they didn't get accepted. And he said to them, are you sure? And they said, what do you mean? We're holding a piece of paper. And all of a sudden, he realizes that this was the test that they had printed out when the guy was demonstrating the software. This was the letter, and some of the secretary didn't know that it was just a proof, it was just a sample, and she sent it. What could you do? It was too late. Unfortunately, the acceptance had been sent out, and they had no choice. They had to accept the student. They couldn't say it was a mistake, and they took him. About a half a year passed, and the fellow who has the software company comes back to the yeshiva to do some type of software updates and to troubleshoot a little bit. And they're talking, and the registrar shares with him the mistake that was made, but he's only to know something. This particular Talmud he happens to be a rock star of a student. We love him. He's a great Talmud. Everyone loves him. And we weren't going to take him. And in retrospect, it was a terrible mistake. He's an unbelievable asset to our yeshiva. So thank you somehow for being part of this mistake. We gained in the process. So the guy who printed out the computer program, he looks at the name and he's like, I know this guy. He was a friend of mine. I went to yeshiva. The father's a friend of mine. We went to yeshiva together. Later that night, he calls out. He says, I just want you to know I was in the yeshiva. He didn't tell him about the mistake. Why would he make him feel bad? He says, I want you to know something really interesting. I was in the yeshiva today, and I was speaking, and they said how happy they are with your son and what an asset he is to yeshiva. And here's a sigh on the other end. And the fellow says to him, you have no idea. We wanted our son to go to this yeshiva really badly, and we tried, and we used all our protection. They told us many, many times, no, no, no. It was a few days before the acceptances were supposed to go out, and we had gotten no, no, no. It was like we hit a brick wall, and we really didn't know what to do with our son. We wanted to send him to this yeshiva. It was the right yeshiva, but they, we couldn't get him in. So me and my wife went. One night after all the kids were sleeping, and we went to the Kaisal Hamarab, and we stayed there for hours and hours. 
me on the men's side, my wife on the Ezra's Nashim. And we cried our hearts out to Rabbi Hashem. We said, Rabbi Hashem, you're the Kalyachal. You can do anything. You're the ultimate registrar. You do the true acceptance. And Hashem, please, we beg you. The very next morning, this mistake happened. And they printed out the wrong invoice. Or maybe it was the right acceptance letter. And the Talmud got accepted. So listen, I think sometimes we underestimate our Kalyachat Tfila, the power of davening. And sometimes we think, listen, we did everything we can. It's not working out. And we walk away. And they really had done everything they could. They tried using everything to get their child in. But there was one thing that they hadn't fully yet utilized. And that was the power of tefillah. And they did it. And they saw an incredible Yeshua. Gosh Baruch orchestrated Yeshua in the most unexpected way. And this is so important to us in, during these trying times. You know, we're, we're glued to the news and all kinds of stuff that are going on. And chizik videos and mikam chayisrael. And those are all amazing. But they can never overshadow or distract us from our number one obligation during these times. And that is to daven. To daven like our life depends upon it, because it does. It's the lives of our own mishpach, our brothers and our sisters, that are in Eretz Yisrael. We share a, a beautiful, beautiful Misa that happened in a particular shul in Tzvath. There was a seminary from Yerushalayim that went to spend Shabbos in Tzvath. And that's one of the seminary girls' favorite Shabbos. And one of the Menachalois, one of the principals, they took them to daven in a beautiful shul with Ezra's Nashim upstairs. And all the girls were upstairs. And she brought, came along and she brought her kids with her. Listen, what's she supposed to do for Shabbos? She has like a two, three-year-old who's sitting next to her gets very, very, very restless. And he's jumping all over the place and she's trying to calm him down. And it's like in the beginning of a Kabbalah Shabbos. And she, the Menahelis, is sitting right in the front, right by the curtains of the Ezra's Nashim. And she has a thick, leather-bound sitter that's sitting there on the ledge. She was davening from it. She's kind of trying to multitask, daven, and take care of the girls. And she has this little kid who's making her crazy. And the kid all of a sudden jumps and he knocks her sitter off the ledge. He goes through the curtain and falls down into the men's section, and she panics. It's a thick, heavy sitter. that hits someone in the head, it can knock them out. But she doesn't hear much happening down there, so she figures, listen, you know, hopefully everything's okay. After davening, she sends one of the men down to retrieve her sitter. <laughs> she lost her sitter, it's down there. And he goes looking around for the sitter, and he sees, finds the sitter, and someone's using it. He's finishing up to daven. And the fellow that's using it doesn't seem like one of the regulars. He's got longer hair, and He's got like a white yarmulke perched and doesn't seem so comfortable with the sitter. So he waits until the fellow finishes davening. He says, good Shabbos to him. And he says, is it okay if I take that sitter? And the guy says, is your sitter? He sees the guy's got, is, is moved. He's got to say something to say. He says, explain, is everything okay? I want to tell you something. I'm just starting to keep Shabbos. And I was looking for a shul, a place to daven. I'm not even so comfortable davening. I came a little bit late to davening and I wanted a sitter and there were no sidurim left on the shelf. So I found myself a seat and I sat down. And I felt really odd and uncomfortable. Everyone's davening. I don't have a sitter. No one noticed me. And I turned my eyes upwards and I said, Master of the universe, I came to pray to you and I can't even have a sidur to pray for you. Please help me out. He says, within 60 seconds, all of a sudden, a sidur falls from heaven and it lands right in front of me on my table. And I realized that Borei Olam wants me to pray and I've been praying from this sidur. It's yours. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Sometimes we turn to Akash Baruch Hu, we dive into him, we talk to him seriously as a child would talk to a father, and the results are almost instantaneous. The results are almost immediate. I want to conclude with a story that's so touching, and I think on some level, we need to emulate this story. There's a fellow whose name is David. He lives in Paris. And one day on his way home from work, his wife asked him if he can go to the large supermarket, the shop right or whatever it is, and pick up a few things. And he walks into the store. And he's going to buy, I guess, a few food items. But as he does, he sees there's like a big little, like a little corner with a big sale sign 
It's a sale on Playmobil. He has a four-year-old little boy at home who loves Playmobil. He's like, there's a sale. Let me buy him something small. And he looks around and he finds one of these Playmobil police cars. My kids have them and they love it. He's like, I'm going to buy this for my son. He loves police cars. He loves cars. It was a great price. And he brings it home. And his wife's unpacking the groceries. She sees a Playmobil car. She says, what is this? He goes, I just was there and I saw, you know, the Playmobil sale. I figured I'll buy it for our son. He's going to be so happy. She turns white. He says, are you okay? She says, tonight when I was talking outside again to go to sleep, I shared with him a story about a woman that was very sick who we know. And she died in and she had a miraculous refuah. And her little four-year-old boy looks up at me with like eyes the size of saucers. He goes, you mean if you ask Hashem for something, Hashem answers? She goes, of course. He says, I want to ask Hashem for something. And Melissa, what do you want to ask him for? For a little Playmobil car. So she says, ask. And the boy innocently says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rabbanu I really want a car. Could you get me a car? Look, his wife says, within an hour or two of his tefillah, his tefillah materialized. Yes, we're not davening for toy cars. That's not where we're at. There's so much to daven for these days. Let's take this message to heart. We don't want one day that the Kodesh is going to come to us and say, you could have literally impacted the war effort with your tefillah, and you didn't. Or even if you did, you didn't daven with enough intensity. Let's renew our commitment to davening and davening more, and davening again, and feeling that our tefillah impacts, and only our unique tefillah could accomplish what it has to accomplish. And Be'ezer Hashem, the Rebbe Hashem will say, wow, look at my children. They understand this incredible gift, the gift of tefillah that I gave them. And Be'ezer Hashem, he'll be mekabel our tefillahs ba'aba. He'll accept our tefillahs with love. And Amir Hashem will bring Yeshua, Refuah, Nitzachan, and Klai Yisrael will be able to continue to live b'shalom, and a mitzvah very soon. He basi based tefila. He carry lechalam. The rebbeinu will build the base tefila. The bina base hamikdash. Have a beautiful, wonderful, and amazing Shabbos. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to Inspire dot org.